0: Cartoons. The Animated Frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast Podcast. Its continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons. To seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods. To boldly go where so few ever go again. And now, starting this August, a new adventure from the Cellcast Podcast... The Cellcast, the animated series Throughout the month of August Jacob and Drew will review the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks As it releases on CBS All Access Join us Because resistance is futile The Cellcast, the animated series Every Tuesday on your favorite podcast catcher New show, same RSS feed On. welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just ain't nothing but a hound dog, Jacob. Eh.
1: <laughs> and what are you saying, Mummy? Then eh.
0: I'm saying you bark like a hound dog, especially All when right, you man. haven't had your oils.
1: Yeah, that's true. Why? Thank you, and like to introduce our co-host, a man who just. Had just had to have a je- you know peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Welcome, Drew.
0: It's oh yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot about the fish <laughs> that controls the weather.
1: Yes. Uh, you gotta love Lilo. Yes, <laughs> just the uh, corniest uh, little. Well, she's cute.
0: <laughs> she is very, very cute. She's very so, cute,
1: but very like an, she's, she's she a, can be annoying. Yeah, but she's she's, still... she's an oddball. She's an oddball. That is ever- putting it mildly.
0: Yes. Alrighty. So, uh, we are, we are of course, reviewing uh, Lilo and Stitch today. We'll get to that here in a couple minutes. But first, Jacob, how are you doing today?
1: Man, I have been doing very well ever since this is being recorded on Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a hurricane in the, the Gulf of Mexico, which is bearing down, I believe, on Houston. Should be there, I think, tomorrow afternoon or two days from I now
0: think, and then the remnants of that will hit us sometime around midnight Wednesday,
1: probably. Something like that. So, for all of you who are evacuating, uh, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to shelter. Uh, we don't know what this thing's going to be. Yes. And uh, we, where I work, we've been slammed for I like imagine most, you have. most of the day. Most of the day, and I didn't have backup until th- like almost four o'clock.
0: It's like they didn't bother to to schedule a rush during an, a, a seasonably uh, rough time of year. Yeah, like almost unexpectedly. <laughs> we had a week's warning.
1: Yeah, but they don't really think about that. Uh, but you eat- would think they would to make sure they had extra water on hand. Right. At the very least. Yeah, that's true. Well, we had plenty of water, believe me. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yes. But yeah, uh, we're definitely, you're, you're, uh, you are definitely in our prayers and our thoughts. Uh safe travels and hope you keep safe. And for those who are staying in the Houston area, uh please uh take shelter and don't be just be wise about what's going on. And don't drown. And yes, don't drown. Please do not drown. Because I've I have many family members that are still in Houston and are not gonna move. So please just which
0: be fine? Yeah, That's which understandable. is understandable. Which is
1: very fine. I understand a lot of people have gone through hurricanes and mm-hmm. you know come out perfectly fine, but you just never know. Uh, so there again, weather is unpredictable, so definitely be safe and you you and your family and everybody else as they travel or stay home is in our prayers. So other than that, uh, work has been you know pretty good. I went home, went, got a haircut finally after five, five weeks. Um, it was driving me crazy because my hair grows incredibly fast and it drives me nuts. Believe me, I understand. <laughs> I'm getting close to where I'm going to need one soon too, because I'm...
0: Looking at me in the video there, it's starting to get a little uh, <laughs> a little long. rough, a little rough there. Yeah. So and it's <laughs> the brush is starting to not to be able to work. So I'm going to have to go get a haircut soon. Maybe this weekend. Who knows? Yeah, maybe.
1: But yeah, yeah. Other than that, uh, life is pretty pretty good. Uh, probably next. Uh, I was going to go down to visit my parents this weekend, but mm-hmm. due to the hurricane, that's not going to happen. Um, so... I'm surprised they're not coming up to visit you. No, they're not. would be like they are, uh, in a... They're in a certain part of that area where it's, it's higher elevation. Ah. And they're surrounded by a very large lake and a lot of trees that are blocking the wind.
0: So, in other words, it's safe for them to stay there, but if you were to go visit, you may not be able to come back for a while. Maybe. Gotcha.
1: Good idea. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, and so... Not... This weekend, but next weekend, uh I will be going to a retreat for singles, which I'm mm-hmm. si- which I am single. And uh, I
0: well I am single too, but I am not going. Yeah, sadly. Oh. Hey, uh, I already got plans.
1: <laughs> yes. Don't we all? Yes. Don't we all plans? Uh so yeah, that is what is going on in my life. What has been going on in your life, Drew?
0: Yesterday morning I arrived at work and sitting on my email was At what time? Oh, at six thirty yesterday.
1: Oh, okay. That's when the change. My normal time.
0: Ah. And I had an email from my boss who had sent this on Saturday. I think he's half convinced that I get my emails at home, which I do not. But <laughs> I, I kind of separate my work life from my home life. Of course. I know not everybody does that or can do that, but no. I, while well, I still can, I'm going to. But, uh, there was an email saying, hey, uh, starting tomorrow, because apparently he knew enough to at least give me till Tuesday, uh, we need you to come in at four in the morning. Or. Oh. And work till 3.30. Oy. So, if I seem a little... Loopy? Loopy, yes. Loopy <laughs> is the word. Uh, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but, who am I to turn down overtime?
1: Right. So... And plus you get Is off an th- hour early. No, I don't.
0: I get off the same time I always get off. Oh, well, uh, never mind then.
1: <laughs> I thought you got off at of four. No. Okay, then.
0: And even if it was four normally, I'm still not leaving till 3.30, so it's only that would only be 30 minutes.
1: Oh, uh, okay. But, you know, I'm
0: still going home at regular time, so I'm not going to turn down overtime, even if I go a little crazy.
1: Hmm. <laughs> okay. But anyway, All right. uh, what have you been watching, Jacob? Well... Before that, before that I wanted to pose a question to you. Oh, okay. Alright. So if you were offered a breakfast burrito, would you either have bacon, sausage, or both? This comes down essentially to the question, do I like
0: bacon or sausage, or do I just like pig? Hmm. I like pig.
1: Okay. So both. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Interesting question. <laughs> All right. Doesn't so- matter if
0: it's a breakfast burrito, a breakfast. Uh, sandwich, mm-hmm. or just pancakes, and those are my sides. Oh, I gotcha. I like bacon, and I
1: like sausage. Oh, okay.
0: In yeah. other words, I like pig.
1: Mm. It's painfully obvious. <laughs> hey, I like pig, too, okay? I'm just built different than you are. <laughs> you know, yeah. God, God designs us all in different exactly. shapes in, exactly. in his glory, in his image. Precisely. All right, so what have I been watching? I've been actually watching, yeah, I've been actually watching a lot. <laughs> And uh, been watching a lot. Been watching a lot. Oh, a lot. A lot. Mm. Okie dokie. Yeah. I get tongue tied, and my old speech pattern comes out. <laughs> I understand. So
0: besides uh Captain Tyler mm-hmm. and
1: Tiger Mask,
0: Tiger Mask that we watched Sunday night over at Chases, what have you? Wa- what what have you been watching?
1: Okay. Uh Just to get the two easy so, ones off the list. So easy. So recently, Hulu. Uh, has the streaming rights to Thundercats. I know they're on the move and loose. Yeah, they are. They haven't been loose in quite a while. Yeah, a little bit. Well, certainly they're loose now, but it's a really, really, really watered-down, really, really stupid version. I wasn't
0: counting Roar. I was talking the original.
1: Oh, and you're not referring to the 2011? I'm not even referring
0: to the 2011 with that reference. I was just referring to the original because I do believe it has been Extremely long time since you could just watch the original Thundercats.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So, what I'm referring to is the original Thundercats from 1985, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, pr- If you go back to, I think it's our Goats in the Shell episode with our social coach, Brian Rafe, uh, he mentions Thundercats, which was my favorite. His favorite was Ult- Um It's so, the... My like the the opening for Thundercats was one of my favorite cartoon and cartoons well cartoon I mean a, it, It's a great opening. It's a great opening. It's it's a great story, definitely for the '80s. And uh, being a a very small child of the '80s and '90s, be like Thundercats was the show to me. Yeah, like even though it wasn't the part of the big four, it was mm-hmm. that 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 fifth cousin who was just like incredibly good. And so I, when I heard Hulu had attained the rights to it, I jumped on and started watching it. And so I think I'm a, I'm on episode three now and also I'm watching my hero academia ah and good I am yes I uh, that was a um, whew, that was a uh, recommendation from mm-hmm. a former co-worker of mine uh, Sabrina or Brie RB uh, so thank you Sabrina for Not to mention me yes, and Aaron also yes' telling you yeah to watch and everybody else. Everybody else. You know, the entire do, internet. Yeah, that's, well, I don't really listen to the internet when it comes to watching. I just kind of just be like, you oh, that sounds fun. And apparently you don't listen to your friends either. Well, <laughs> I I do. I just, it takes a little persuading for me to do something. <laughs> Maybe. That is true. I mean, it's been, what, a year
0: since I lent, lent you those DVDs of Yes, 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 yes. At yes, least yes. you're almost so, finished.
1: Yeah, I'm almost finished. I'm almost, almost there. Uh, In which we were talking about Gravity Falls. Yes, Gravity like Falls is an amazing show. Yes, I'm, I'm so thankful I be able to watch it and thank you for letting me borrow it. But uh, I'm I think on episode five, I believe uh, Deku oh
0: of, oh, of uh, my hero, my hero, Okay.
1: Um, Deku has passed the test. He is in his first class, and his teacher apparently can take quirks.
0: Right. So, uh, have you caught the myriad of Star Wars references?
1: I think some of them. I believe so. I might be wrong. So
0: the desert. Is on oh, no, the desert. Uh, the beach he is cleaning up mm-hmm.
1: is the Tatooine Beach. It's the Tatooine Beach? Oh, actually,
0: no, sorry, sorry. It's Dego. It's a Dego I'm Dago Bob. I believe it's the Dagobah Beach.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't know that.
0: I'm going to get this right before people start <laughs> shouting at me. It's like,
1: you idiot! <laughs>
0: Star Wars references in My Hero Academia. Admittedly, you've got to be watching because uh, it's with us being having only having the English version yeah. available. You have to look at the little subtitles at the bottom where it translates the written text. Okay, which but, may be
1: how you're missing that. But, probably because I don't have the subtitles on.
0: Right. Star Wars references. So. Uh oh, ah, the uh Tatooine station is is, is mentioned in there, a uh, Dagobah municipal beach,
2: hmm,
0: and uh Hosu City, which is apparently referenced to Hoth.
1: Okay, interesting, cool. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm currently really enjoying it, um. I think later on they. I, I
0: think this is an old article, but later on I think you do get also get uh, something related to Nabu. Oh,
1: okay. Another character. Oh, okay. Hopefully no Gungans because that'd just be bad. No, 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 no. Just they call <laughs> up area Nabu, but. Anyway, oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. So I've been. You watching...
0: haven't met the character yet. That's why I'm being quiet. I got gotcha. gotcha. you. I
1: got you. You won't even know what character I'm referring to until no. much later. No, I do not. All right. So that'll be a nice surprise for me when it, when I finally get around to it. And then everybody who's watched My Hero will be like, "You gotta keep watching; it's so good." It's only four seasons. Only four seasons. Says
0: the guy who hasn't finished season three and is still near the beginning of season three.
1: <laughs> hey, we, we all we all do yes. things at our own pace. Uh, so Plus I ultra and all that. Yeah, so I am I am very interested to see you know how My Hero continues. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, there was there was one there was one thing it kind of brought to my attention when it came to when I, I was I was on the internet one day and I saw this uh, post or someone had said it where if be like if you have that friend if you have that friend who is be like just finally got around to watching uh, the Mandalorian on Disney Plus and be like you were uh, nearly that friend I, yeah I was nearly that friend. But the fact that like, we have this culture, it says, be like, you need to watch this episode, this series, because it's a hot trending thing right now. And I
0: understand not wanting to listen to the culture.
1: Yeah. However,
0: I do believe that first episode, I told you to go watch it.
1: <laughs> I agree. I like mean, listening to friends about, <laughs> uh, but not listening to the culture. You know, where, you know, crisis be like, be not of the world, I, be, be transformed into your mind.
0: I understand and, uh, this, but when your friend who you record a podcast <laughs> with on a weekly basis tells you, <laughs> hey, you might want to check this out. Yes. That might take a little more precedence. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I also understand being backed up on everything. So. Yes.
1: But alas, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it and we might have the movie on the docket the mandalorian oh you mean the, the my hero academia movie yeah two heroes For, yeah it's well it's the first my hero
0: academia movie yeah
1: the first one yeah, yeah.
0: it is on the it is on the on the dice so mm-hmm. it could come up
1: yeah could. so look forward um, to that all right so the other big bit of Animation I have been watching is Batman the Animated Series. Another good choice from I believe 1993. Yes. Yes. So this was an amazing gift I got from. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. This is terrible. Shame. Yeah. Well, on you. Miss Bradley, Miss Bradley from um, Mickey's Mom Travel. And so, if you want to go and you know go, you know, go do like Disney World or Walt, you know, Walt Disney World or I need one of those, um, when
0: they open back up, anymore. when they open
1: up, I think they're open up now, but it's just in a limited capacity, uh, go check them out and be like what I've heard their, their business. They do, they do a fantastic job. So this is kind of a plug. We're not getting sponsored by them, but I just want to give a shout out again. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Bradley for, uh, that amazing gift. And I finished season one. Um, apparently season one is the DVD itself. Um, it's got the first episode right, but all the other episodes are completely out of order. Completely. Are they in
0: production order? No. Or did they just put them in some kind of random order? They
1: put them in a random order because the second episode has Robin. Okay. Then Robin so, pops up in another episode well, later on. The
0: other way it may have happened is if, if it wasn't production order, maybe that was broadcast order. Possibly, And only one of the two orders normally is considered canon order, which usually is production order, but not always. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, I thought it was very interesting because... It could just be like Star Wars, where the first three... Star Wars Clone Wars, where the first three seasons are in their own order, right? And you have to go way over here, and then way over there, and then back <laughs> up, and then forward and back. It's like, guys, no, don't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, I finished all of season one and let me ask you a question. You probably don't, re- you probably don't remember it, but I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. In season one, who is the villain most... Um, who has the most spotlight in season one? Who do you think? Mr. Freeze. No. No, nah, I'm kidding. It's probably the Joker. Nope. Villain? Villain.
0: Has the most spotlight.
1: Yeah, the, the most episodes in.
0: I have no idea. I I could go guess the entire rogues gallery, but <laughs> we'd be here all night. Yeah. So Scarecrow. Okay.
1: Of all villains, Scarecrow.
0: Well, that's what they were doing with Batman Begins, so that is, that
1: is true. That is so true. Uh so yeah, I got through season although one
0: although Harvey Dent should be at least somewhat involved. Oh, he's I mean like he's I know the- his uh his
1: two parter Yeah. Uh, does come up pretty quick. Yeah, it's in season one. It's really, really well done. Uh, mo- be like The first few episodes, you can tell, they were kind of experimenting with. Yeah. And then they really get in their stride, and it's just like, oh, my word, like Heart of Ice with uh, yes. Victor Victor Freeze's story, which changed his entire character. And well, the- I mean,
0: before that, he was just a, str- a madman who wanted to freeze the world. Exactly. Which is all he is in Batman uh, 66. Yeah. So the rewrite that they did for this one actually was one of the many things that this show caused to be changed in the comics. Yeah, and plus so. we
1: were introduced to Harley Quinn.
0: But not in the Joker's first episode. Hmm. The Joker's first episode was the Christmas special.
1: True. Which is actually the first, second episode on the disc. Yeah. Which is weird. Weird.
0: Well, I think I do remember that one coming out pretty quick. Yeah. But at the same time, that was 30 years ago.
1: Right. Which I don't like thinking that it's that long ago. So let's move on. Right. So I got done with season one. Fantastic. Uh, I think now you can find it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray and digital. So mm-hmm. go check it out. Uh, you can find I think it's on, um, I, on, on...
0: I know for a time it was on HBO Max. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there because... HBO Max had a lot of stuff that first month that fell back away, and because of already contracts out there, yeah,
1: kind of like Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, same difference. So it's gonna take a bit to catch back up. Okay. So,
1: so yeah, and now I'm I think I'm in disc two of uh, mm-hmm. season season one season two, and uh, the the episode Ro- Robin's Reckoning is where we get you know Ro- D- Dick Grayson's backstory, which is really well done. Mm -hmm. and so yeah that is what i have been watching so with all of that said what have you been watching well not as much as you
0: (laughs) in fact uh really the only thing as i have been watching is uh of course i watched our uh lower decks for our episodes Mm -hmm. there that was fun yeah i've i have been watching through enterprise um Back through Enterprise, and I just finished uh, the episode Fusion, which was an episode I'd completely forgotten about, but was actually the first time chronologically mind melds were brought up. Mm. But, uh, other than that, between, well, there is something I got to do last Saturday. I saw my first movie in a theater. Oh, yeah. That was new since Onward. I went okay. to go watch the movie Tesla.
1: Yeah. How did that go?
0: That is the most surreal movie I think I've ever watched. Okay. Um, I'll put it this way there are entire scenes that the movie admits it didn't happen this way. And then they'll repeat it with the way it actually happened. Interesting. The uh, at one point where they're saying this, they, they, they there's a uh, a confrontation that that comes up between Tesla and Edison, and in this confrontation, obviously it's a fake scene because they hated each other. Mm-hmm. But Edison tries to rehire Tesla back, and it sounds courageous. And at one point, he walks away. The narrator pops up and says, "Yeah, this never actually happened." And then as he's as Edison's walking up to the bar, you can see behind Tesla, he pulls out a cell phone and starts texting somebody and it's on purpose. You can tell because the camera zoomed in on it. Wow. So it's like, because I think part of it is showing that all of Tesla's ideas yeah. really did happen just yeah. long after he had the idea. Oh yeah. I think that was the point of it. And but Edison
1: the, stole half of them.
0: <laughs> a lot of them. Yes. But the most surreal moment near the end of the movie mm-hmm. where they're tra- wrapping things up and they have Ethan Hawke as Tesla doing a karaoke singing to Everybody Wants to Rule the World. You know, the 70s song? Yeah. Or I think it was the 80s. Anyway. In front of a back uh, back projected screen and he's singing very poorly because I'm assuming Tesla couldn't sing. I have no idea. Yeah, But The other thing is, is all throughout this movie, one thing, they didn't shoot a thing on location. Everything was shot in front of a rear-projected screen, much like The Mandalorian did. Yeah. But they're leaning into the fact that this is a fake, what you're seeing is fake, because sometimes the image behind the characters on screen is very obviously a painting that is supposed to be a stand-in for... The setting, or in one case, it was a look like a cutting from a newspaper, or at least it had that kind of half dot pattern on there, and then you can tell it's intentionally fake. It looks intentionally fake. So it is a very weird. Like I said, it's very surreal. Yeah. I'm not saying don't go watch it. I'm just saying do not go in expecting. biopic or a straight biopic okay do you remember how the greatest showman is not actually is not the actual story of pt barnum right but is how pt barnum probably would have told the story yeah that makes sense similar except tesla would not have told the story this way either yeah it's it's like this is what is happening right this oh yeah and and uh the narrator of the story is uh Anne Morgan, the daughter of J.P. Morgan, who Tesla apparently had a thing with. Really? For a, a very short time. Yeah. And every once in a while, she'll be on screen talking to us, the audience, about what's going on. And she'll just randomly pull out an Apple laptop and say, if you take a, do a Google's, Google search on Tesla, you'll only see about four pictures. But if Edison, you'll see millions. It's like, why are you talking about <laughs> Google? <laughs> uh. And the moment that that first happens was so jarring. It's like, wait, what? You, you're in period dress, so you're not an objective third-party narrator. You are obviously part of the story, but yet you haven't shown up in the story yet. And you just pulled out an Apple laptop and are telling us about Google image searches. First off, kudos on getting both Apple and Google into the scene at the same time <laughs> without using cell phones because that would have been trouble. No, you just save the cell phone for later. <laughs> so when Edison pulls it out as he's getting a refill on his beer or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what they were drinking, but it is a weird, surreal movie. It To me, it kind of uh, stinks of... Oscar bait to some degree except it is coming out at the wrong time of year to be Oscar bait
1: so yeah it's it's a little too early in the year it's close but it's
0: really it should be somewhere around late December and getting ready for January right but at this at this point it's like you know what we'll just release anything that actually is showing (laughs) pretty much so I, I was happy just to go see a movie in a theater to be honest, but it was it was still kind of a good movie. It's just don't go in expecting
1: anything straightforward. Oh, okay. So, I'll put it that way. So would you recommend the film? It's a maybe. It's
0: a maybe because it's weird. Okay. Uh, if you are a his- history buff like you, my friend, are, who would complain about every single anachronism in the film, you would hate it. I'm going to tell you right now, you will hate it. Okay. I'm still not going to, I'm still going to suggest maybe you watch it because it is interesting. Yeah. And there is at least some historical truth. Okay. Somewhere in there. (laughs) I say somewhere in there. It is is interesting from an artistic perspective. Oh, okay. I'll enjoy that that part. But the, it is, and I'm sure the story it is telling is in essence, historically accurate. Okay. But the way they're presenting it to you is Goofy as all get out. I gotcha. And especially when he just randomly picks up a phone, Edison picks up a phone at the bar and starts texting somebody. It's like, and my first thought was, he, they saw that when they were, oh yes, they saw it because the camera's zooming in. It looked like he thought he was off stage and picked up his phone. That's what it looked like. Like
1: he thought he heard someone say cut, except it's not. (laughs) Okay, Interesting. Well, okay. It's it sounds like a very interesting film. So it sounds mm-hmm. intriguing. It probably aggravate me to death, right? You know, having the historical historical pumps uh, historical disaccuracies, but interesting. Anyway, all right. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get we, to that when we get to
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs>
1: That's what I've watched. What have we got in the news? All right, so we don't have a whole lot of whole lot of news. Uh, let me get to that because I need to pull it up. All right, so news wise, there's not a whole lot. Uh, obviously, theaters are now back open. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know the next animated film coming out um keep talking i'll look it up thank you all right so going into a little bit of news so we reviewed this movie. we did a reaction video reaction episode episode for this movie i believe last year all right so a refreshing shower of animated entertainment will be fall will be falling next month when G-Kids and Shot Factory released, the animated hit Weathering With You on Blu-ray and DVD on September that was 15th.
0: Su- that was such a good movie. I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's going to be... If really- I
0: had the Blu-ray, it would be on our list, but it may have that'll have to wait probably till January.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I might pick it up earlier, but... Well, I'm going to pick it up long before that. Yeah. All right. So- but I'm just saying it may not get on the list for us to review until next year.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, It'll be released September 15th. The studio has released the first trailer because obviously it's a great movie. Go watch it. Mm. Uh, It'll be on digital at some point. It's coming out pretty fast. So go watch it. We really enjoyed it. Uh, Go check out our reaction uh, down to the the podcast listing. And uh, it, it was a really good movie. I would highly recommend it. All right. So second...
0: Soul is the next animated movie coming
1: out. Oh, yes. November 20th. Yeah, baby. That that sounds like fun. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun movie. All right. So, yeah, we'll be doing a uh, reaction to that film, hopefully. More than likely. Yeah, more more than likely we'll do a reaction to that. And so, kind of calling to our, uh, our fan base, if you are in the Tyler Jacksonville, whatever area of East Texas... Uh, if, if you are
0: in East Texas and can get to Tyler, or yeah,
1: Jacksonville, or Jacksonville, what have you, wherever we decide to do this, yes, yeah, so
0: that's months ahead. We don't know what things are looking like, but yeah. exactly.
1: So whenever we, when whenever we do get around to reviewing this film in November, we will let people know in advance. So if you want to come and join us, and while we uh, react, while we watch the film, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we more, we'd be more than welcome, be happy to have you come join us. And so, we will let you know in the the near future when that uh, movie comes up. And so, yeah, if you want to come along, you're more than welcome to. And we might get your reaction to the film, may or may not.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. We shall All right. see. All right.
1: So, with that out of the way, we are... Okay, Lego and Star Wars fans are getting an early holiday holiday gift today. As, as news broke that Disney Plus will be streaming a new Lego Star Wars holiday special on Tuesday, November 17th. Viewers will be whisked back to Chewbacca's home planet of Kashish Kashik Kashik for a Wookiee-sized celebration of life the day? huh?
0: of life day? Yes, of life day. I haven't looked at the trailer for this, because I know they released one. Yeah. I'm still gonna say no. I want the original Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> they 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 will probably release it, probably. Well, that's the thing is George Lucas, if he had had his way, would have tracked down every copy in the world and burned them. He has said this. Okay, but and for the most part, Lucasfilm does seem to respect his wishes in some of this stuff. But at the same time, you cowards, release the Star Wars Holiday Special.
1: Oh. There, there was there was one other thing I I learned because I, I I love what you know things about history and animation history. Apparently, before uh, Lucasfilm Star Wars, what have you, was bought by Disney. Lucasfilm was actually working on another animated series. Okay, I Lucasfilm can't... had a
0: lot of stuff in the works. Yeah,
1: they, they, they were they like working four
0: video games that they canceled.
1: Yeah, which is sad, but apparently they they have an entire the ep- entire season of this. It's Star Wars detour.
0: Oh yeah, I remember he- hearing about that, but it was uh, going to be uh, non-canon.
1: Yeah, but it was it's going to be it's, a comedy series. Yeah, it sounded funny. It sounded funny, but, but like we it'd be like, it. It would be fun if Disney Plus would release it, but but they probably never got enough of it made. They got an entire season and a half made. And then yeah, they just need to release it. Just release it. Be like, I, I release
0: think, it, you cowards. <laughs>
1: So, my recommendation would be, if Disney Plus was listening, or Disney was listening, that'd be fun if they were. Release it, you cowards! <laughs> Don't call them cowards. Come on, man. <laughs> they're putting it off because they're afraid, oh, people are going to like our Star Wars. Guess
0: what? If we got through The Last Jedi, <laughs> which I actually like. if that we, true. If we got through The Rise of Skywalker, we will sit through pretty much anything, Star that Wars. Is, that is true. Because, actually, that's not even fair. We sat through The Phantom Freaking Menace.
1: We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If Luke, if Disney, George Lucas, be Lucas Lucasfilm, what have you are listening? Please release uh, detours. That'd be fun. Just release all the Star Wars you've got. You've got tons of that yeah. catalog. Just put it all out there. Yeah. That'd be
0: fun. Release it, you cowards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is all I have in the
0: news. Before I stick our foot farther down our mouth. Boy, you can tell I am loopy tonight. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So Lilo and stitch spoiler free thoughts. Uh, I will start if that, since you've been talking, go for it. I did not watch this movie until about two years ago. Wow. Okay. Well, in my defense, this movie came out in 2002. Mm -hmm. This would have been my second year of high school. Mm -hmm. I was too busy to go watch movies in theaters. Mm. Okay. And there might have been that small thought. like, oh, I don't have... I shouldn't rent this movie because I'm an adult and I need to be watching adult things. Yeah, mm. I grew out of that. <laughs> but I watched it about two years ago. Admittedly, I had had... Had had. I had had at least a little bit of uh, connection. A little bit of uh, Lilo and Stitch knowledge from a certain video game series that we'll talk about later. Yeah, just
1: just a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. So I at least knew who the character was, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what the story was about. I gotcha. Until about... Really, I guess it was beginning of... It wasn't beginning of last year, because we would have started this podcast by then, and I would have put pretty much any new Disney movie on any movie, Disney movie. I hadn't watched on hold. Right. But so it had to have been in the lead up to, um, our lead up into frozen probably. Okay. I think I actually, I watched it summer of 2018. I
1: okay. believe is
0: when I watched it. Okay. Uh, I watched it on Amazon. I think I rented it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, this is not, you know, the best story, okay. but it's still a good story. It's still a fun movie. It is it is not what I expect of a Disney animated movie from this era. Okay. What? Nothing. Nothing. You're pointing at me like, <laughs> yes. it's like, ooh, look at the weirdo. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you have to admit, the only, yeah, uh, you have to remember... The only other Disney movie from this era that I liked okay. was The Emperor's New Groove. Okay. And a lot of the reason I liked that is because both of those viewings, I watched it with a large group of people who were quoting along with the movie. Gotcha. So I had a lot of pleasant memories on this. I gotcha. This movie I had never heard of before. I had only vaguely heard of before, and I remember seeing the, not the great teasers, but oh, uh, the comor- the television promotions. the TV commercials. Yeah. Thinking this is an odd choice. Why are they going to be in Hawaii? Which, admittedly, there's a great reason to be in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, honestly, I'm kind of surprised I didn't catch on to this sooner. Because this is actually my kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I saw I didn't see it till a couple years ago, and I have enjoyed it. So Okay. If you have not seen Lilo and Stitch for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. go watch it. It's a good movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Though bear in mind, there's three other Lilo and Stitch movies on there, so grab the original.
1: Yeah. Plus a television series. Yeah. There's a television series and quite a few more, which I'll get down info and stuff. Yes. All right. So, obviously, you can tell. Eh. I'm the little one's sister man. I love this shit. I love this movie. I would never have guessed this. Eh. <laughs> um, I actually watched this in theaters, and in, uh, when it came out in June of 2002, that was my when I had just graduated high school. And uh, I don't. I can't remember. I think I went with uh, a lady friend of mine. I think a lady. friend? A lady friend. I believe so. I could be wrong. Um. But I remember Adani loving. to your David. Say what?
0: A <laughs> to your David.
1: Ah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it never worked out. But yeah, really, that one I wouldn't have guessed <laughs> <Never> either. Thoughts? <laughs> well, I be like it, it. Well, it was kind of funny because I, I wear a purity ring, mm-hmm. and uh, every once in a while, be like a guy I work with, be like he's kind of floats around with throughout the the uh, the company. He's like. Jacob you're married and saw the ring be like no the wedding ring is on the left hand yes yeah. the right hand so yes I have a purity ring I'm a virgin so murr. um so any either, either way I saw I saw it at theaters love this thing to death mm-hmm. it, you know story characters the whole enchilada I'll get into later but um uh, I bought it when it came when it came out on on a DVD and uh, love this movie to death. I probably watch it every year. It's it's one of my favorite films of all time. Yes, uh, I, I, I know. I have a lot of favorite films. I'd be like, that's... Uh, yeah,
0: you've got more favorite films than... I, the amount of movies you watch yearly... <laughs> or try to, at least.
1: <laughs> you try to watch yearly.
0: Would take up a year to watch them all. <laughs>
1: Okay. I I'll, I'll, I'll literally have to count that up, but either way, um, I'm just saying a lot of the movies we've watched
0: in the past 2 years that you've put on the list in yeah. a lot of cases like yeah, this is a movie I watch yearly, like a how <laughs> with everything else.
1: <laughs> uh, well, maybe not as how how busy the schedule is, maybe like especially right now. Yeah, especially right now. But um but I love this film. Um be like the fact that like I went to a convention a Young Living Convention, which I saw a uh, uh, Young young Living in Central Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to talk more about that, click, uh, talk to me. Text them directly. Yeah, text me later. Uh, hint, be like, I went to it, and after the first conference, I was looking around for food. Because, be like, we had like an hour to blow. So, the, the, the conference that we were at was connected to a mall. In mm-hmm. Dallas. And so I'm looking. No, I was like Dallas or Houston. One of those. I think it was Houston. But I'm just looking, looking, looking. And they had a Disney store. Right. So I
0: literally. You bought yourself a, to- a stuffed animal.
1: Yes. I bought myself a stuffed animal.
0: Fair enough. Whatever, bro. it, bro? Fair enough. <laughs> I have, I have absolutely
1: no room no, to talk. No,
0: of course not. He's you
1: know the guy. There with is the,
0: a, there is a triple over there. So yeah,
1: and a, a very large Lego. Uh, I have toys. That's toys. To leave it with that. Well, that that's the you know that I, was
0: I, that I did not buy because it was Voltron. Because let's face it, I didn't watch much Voltron growing up.
1: Okay, but it's still a cool. But figure. it was still a cool thing. It's still a cool figure. Either either way, I'd be like I, I love this movie to death, and I'm probably gonna glow all over this thing. <laughs> So
0: in other words, dislikes is going to be a tough section for you,
1: a little bit. Okay, then but it's it's going to be challenging, but yeah, we'll, we will we will we will we will dive into this this movie. Mm. All right, all right. So
0: that brings us to the end of part
1: one. Join us on the other
0: side as we get into our spoiler filled thoughts for this. Uh, you know, I was going to make a pun, but I just lost experiment? it.
1: experiment. It's
0: not really an experiment, but... Anyway. Join us on the other side as we continue on our journey. Something. This is a horrible transition, but <laughs> I'm going to leave it as is. <laughs> following is a spoiler filled review for the movie lilo and stitch listener discretion is advised what you're a sad strange little man and i pity you Uh, lilo and stitch was written and directed by uh dean dubois and chris sanders who are most famous for the *How to Train Your Dragon* trilogy mm-hmm. and *Mulan*? Yes, the animated *Mulan*, not the live-action one that is going to Disney Plus. Yes, and I'm still not happy about that. Yeah. Anyway, the music was written by Alan Silvestri, mm-hmm. who also did the music for *Avengers: Endgame*, *Forrest Gump*, and the *Back to the Future* trilogy. The cast includes. Chris Sanders, yes, I'm bringing him back up again. Yes. As the voice of Stitch, he played a character known as Little Brother in Mulan, Baby Baboon in Tarzan, and is this week's Kingdom Hearts Connection as he reprised his role as Stitch in both Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Ah. Uh, Davé, I'm probably going to say this name wrong. I apologize. But Dave Chase played Lilo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She would go on to do the voice of Hiro in *Spirited Away*. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tia Carreri plays Nani. She would go. She played the character of Juno Skinner in *True Lies*. Oh.
1: I love *True Lies*.
0: It's such a good movie. David Ogden Steers plays Jumba. Mm-hmm. He was Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And was also in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep as Jumba.
1: Mm. Go figure.
0: <laughs> there might be one other one in here. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Kevin McDonald plays Pleakley. He I played the Pleakley. announcer in Galaxy Quest. Okay. I if think you're... it's the one at the end during the uh, commercial. That makes sense. Okay. It kind of sounds like him. Uh, Ving Rhames... Plays Cobra Bubbles. Yes. And he played, and his character's design was based off of, Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Re- that
1: totally makes sense. hmm
0: Sam Jackson. He wasn't Sam Jackson. Well, never mind then. This is Ving Rhames. Well, oh, never mind then. I'm... <laughs>
1: Why moving would you right say, along.
0: Well,
1: I'm confused as to why you I, thought I, that. I thought Samuel L. Jackson, but I didn't realize Bing Rames was in Pulp Fiction.
0: <laughs> yes, Bing Rames is in Pulp Fiction. Okay,
1: now I know the rest of the story. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, moving along. He also played a character in
0: uh, the uh... Mission Impossible movies. Yes. Sorry, that just... My brain just went. Okay. Uh, Zoe Caldwell played the Grand Councilwoman. She played Oscar's grandmother in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which I have not watched. Mm. And is the last Kingdom Hearts connection ah. as she reprised her role as the Grand Councilwoman in, you guessed it, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Mm. Jason Scott Lee played David Kawina. Right. And in the upcoming to Disney Plus Mulan, he plays a character by the name of Bori Khan. Last but not least, Kevin Michael Richardson plays Captain Gontu. And he previously played Goro in
2: (gasps) Mortal Kombat!
0: (laughs) Get over here! Except he was the guy with four arms. Yeah. (laughs) Roar. <laughs> Which, if you want to hear our thoughts on Mortal Kombat, go check out that episode over at Movie of the Week podcast. Yes, I don't know if that episode's out yet, but we have it. It'll it. eventually get there. It will get there when we get there,
1: or it'll get there when it gets there. Precisely. All right, stuff, my friend. All right, regarding regarding Sorry. info and stuff. All right, so info and stuff. We're one. We're gonna start where you can watch it. So right now, if you are subscribed to Disney Plus, you can watch it there, and the Uber plethora of uh, Lilo Stitch stuff on Disney Plus. I think. There's a lot of it up there. There is a lot. Uh, you can also watch it on Netflix right now if you're subscribed there, which I think most people are subscribed to Disney Plus. Also, you can rent it on Amazon Prime and iTunes for two ninety nine if you want to go that route. Or you can go... Um, Oh yeah. Also, you can uh, you can buy it. You can buy this also on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and or if you are subscribed and a member to the Disney Movie Club, in which you can get a small discount, and uh, it's pretty fun because you actually get movies that you you're not expecting to get, and it's kind of a mm-hmm. nice little Easter egg in the middle of the month. Yes. Like this month, I've got the uh, 4K Ultra uh, Lion King. Um what is that? The live action? No, not the live action. The, the Walt Disney The Walt the Walt Disney uh, signature uh, collection? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you can go you can go watch it there. Alright, so on IMDB it has a seven point two out of ten. And Rotten Tomatoes is eight eighty six percent and its audience score is seventy seven percent.
0: Audience I know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's a
1: good movie. No, it's, it's a really good movie. Let's say that. All right, so production, obviously. Uh, I'm going to get this right. Walt Disney Pictures and Walt Disney Feature Animation. All right, distributed.
0: No, hang on, I should let you finish.
1: All right, and it was distributed by Vona Vista Pictures. It was released on June 21st, 2002. So that would be the summer after I graduated high school.
0: The summer between my sophomore and junior year. Yes,
1: that was a fun summer for me. I
0: was all over the place. I was working for Berkshire's.
1: Ah. And so was for, I. Minus and I was working for the older saving cousin, saving up
0: for my PlayStation Two.
1: Ah, okay. Do you still have Do you still have that PlayStation Two? I do 2? Not have that PlayStation Two. Uh-huh.
0: Do you know what the, fir- ga- fir- the game I bought for that PlayStation Two was?
1: Let me guess. Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yes, it was, that was <laughs> when that came out.
1: Surprise! Surprise! Yes,
0: that was what, that was the year I discovered my love for Kingdom Hearts,
1: <laughs> and then the which led into another Final Fantasy.
0: And, uh, yeah, that would lead into Final Fantasy. So yeah. All right.
1: So, uh, box office wise, uh, it had a budget of eighty million dollars estimated. hmm Uh, it's uh United States opening weekend was thirty-two point two million dollars starting on june 22nd 2002 its u.s gross was 145.7 million dollars it definitely made its budget back Mm -hmm. uh its worldwide gross was 273.1 million dollars all right so home release it uh, was released on VHS and DVD. Yes, we're going back there. <laughs> With it has a VHS release.
0: This is going to be one of the final VHS releases. Yes, one of the final. At fi- least within final. the final decade of VHS yes, releases. Yes,
1: this is the 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 in. Though
0: apparently, in some other countries, you could get frozen when it came out on VHS. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the bubble packaging and all.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right so it was released on november december 3rd uh december 3rd 2000 2002 and 2003 on on march 29th that tw- tw- yeah, march 24 2009 disney finally released the special edition deep the special edition dvd which contains two discs called the big wave edition which i've which I have, which is fantastic. I don't know why Mm -hmm. they took forever to release this. Okay. All right. So, which is called, um, it has, uh, new DVD has everything with the original DVD and additional with audio commentary, a two hour documentary, which is really, really intriguing. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend if you are a little interest fan or just a Disney fan in general, go pick this up. Uh, you can pick it up on Amazon. You can pick it on, um, uh, the Disney movie club. That's uh, where I got mine. And uh, it is, it is worth, I think it was like less than like 12 bucks. something like, that. But it's, it's worth it. So just trust me and go get it. It's really good. Uh, documentaries, deleted scenes, a uh, number of behind the scenes featurettes and games. Uh, and they finally released it on Blu-ray, but it's in a double pack.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, all right, so we are going to get into sequels because there's a lot of sequels to this thing. Oh yeah, like so, like so many sequels, it's not even funny. So, on August twenty, on August twenty sixth, two thousand two, Disney released the directed the direct to video sequel, Stitch the movie, which serves as a pilot for the TV series Lilo and Stitch the series. Okay, uh, the series ran for th- sixty five episodes between September. September 2002 and July of 2006, which also had a crossover with Kim Possible.
0: Yes, a stitch in time. Yeah, literally.
1: Yeah, a stitch in time, quite literally. (laughs) Good one. All right, so uh, the TV series concluded with Leroy and Stitch, made for TV movie, which aired on June 23rd, 2006. Was In, his
0: last name Jenkins?
1: I don't know. Never watched it. All right. So skipping back
0: Leroy here. Jenkins.
1: All right. Sorry. 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 All right. So the there there is a lot of continuity problems with the Lilo and Stitch franchise because the totally the second movie came out. Be like it's 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 a weird continuity switch. So, okay. So, let me bear with you. Let me bear with you. On August 30th, 2005, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch. Uh, Another directed video sequel, uh, which is set between Lilo and Stitch and Lilo and Stitch, the movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it gets weirder. All right. So, in March, in March 2008, Disney announced an anime base on the Lilo and Stitch franchise, which, uh, which is uh, for the Japanese market titled Stitch, the anime, which ran as a series from October 2008 to March two th- 2011. This series was produced by M- Madhouse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My phone decided to do something weird. Um, it was produced by Madhouse for its first two seasons, and then shai Animation for its third season and the two postseason specials were twenty twelve and two thousand fifteen. On March seventeenth, the series keeps going. <laughs> this is nuts. Mm. So on March on March two thousand seventeen, a third animated series, um, uh, based on the franchise titled Stitch and Ala debuted in Japan. Okay. And that ran until twenty nineteen.
0: And none of that's been released on Disney+. Plus. No, it hasn't. It hasn't it's trans- not in America. It's,
1: it's not translated yet.
0: <laughs> they need to get around to that, because Stitch anime sounds fun.
1: Yeah. I was all... And I, I mentioned my last one earlier, but... Mm. Yes. So, you can go buy all of this on Amazon. Uh, my Disney... Uh, the Disney Movie Club. Mm. Preferably get it legally. Just my preference. Yes. So... Yeah, that's all we have in stuff and news. Alrighty. Or info. Info, stuff, news, whatever.
0: Yeah. So, into the summary we go. Yeah. And I'm going to apologize up front for any Hawaiian names that I mispronounce. Bear with me. Dr. Jumba... Jukiba, an extraterrestrial mad scientist, is arrested by the Galactic Federation for Illegal Genetic Experimentation as evidenced by Experiment 626, a small blue sentient alien with unparalleled strength and intelligence, but also a propensity to cause chaos. The Grand Councilman sentences 626 to to be banished on a remote asteroid. However, 626 is able to escape with his wits and strength and randomly flees towards Earth. The councilwoman then sends Jumba and Agent Pleakley, the council's Earth expert, to capture 626. (laughs) Upon landing on Hawaii, 626 is knocked unconscious by three trucks and is taken in by an animal shelter. Meanwhile, on Kauai, Hawaii, a young woman named Nani... I said Hawaii. Kauai. Kauai? Yeah, Kauai. Meanwhile, on Kauai, Hawaii, the rhyming throws
1: me off. It does.
0: <laughs> a young woman named Nani Peleki, Pala- 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 I don't know, works as a waitress. One day, social worker Cobra Bubbles expresses an increasing concern whether Nani is able to take adequate care of her rambunctious, disobedient, and lonely younger sister, Lilo. Since Lilo has been ostracized by her hula classmates, Nani decides to let her adopt a dog. At an animal shelter, Lilo immediately takes a keen interest in 626, who is impersonating a dog, in spite of Nani's doubts. Lilo calls 626, Stitch, and shows him around the island. That evening, at the restaurant where Nani works, Jumba and Pleakley try to capture Stitch, but fail. The indescribable chaos is blamed on Stitch, which results in Nani getting fired. The next day, Cobra Bubbles warns her that unless she finds another job, he will have to place Lilo with a foster family. However, Stitch's antics, which occur in the course of his evasion of his two pursuers, persistently ruin Nani's chances of finding work. Also, him learning how to be Elvis and playing a Uh uh, ukulele, Uh not a guitar.
1: (laughs) Just to get that out there.
0: Oh, believe me, that's coming back. Back up. Nani's friend David invites her, Lilo, and Stitch to enjoy a day of surfing and beach fun. While Nani, Lilo, and Stitch ride a huge wave, Jumba makes one final effort to capture Stitch from underwater, causing Stitch to unintentionally pull Lilo underwater. They survive, but Cobra witnesses the event and tells Nani that, although she means well, Lilo has to be taken away unless Nani finds another job. Seeing how much trouble he has caused, a remorseful Stitch runs off into the night. The next morning, the councilwoman fires Jumba and Pleakley from their assignment and gives gives it to the galaxy's oversized militant captain, Captain Gontu, incidentally freezing Jumba to pursue Stitch using less covert methods. Meanwhile, David informs Nani of a job opportunity, which she excitedly rushes off to pursue. Stitch, hiding in the nearby woods, encounters Jumba, who chases him back to Nani's house. A fight ensues, which blows up the house. Cobra arrives to collect Lilo and take her away. As Nani and Cobra argue, Lilo runs away into the woods and finds Stitch, who reveals his alien identity just before they are captured by Gantu. Stitch manages to escape from Gantu's ship and is confronted by Nani. Before he can explain, Jumba and Pleakley capture Stitch themselves. Nani demands that they help her rescue Lilo, but Jumba insists they only came for Stitch. When Nani breaks down, Stitch reminds her about Ohana a term for family he learned from Lilo earlier, and convinces Jumba to help rescue Lilo. Jumba, Pleakley, Stitch, and Nani all board Jumba's personal spaceship and chase after Gantu, rescuing Lilo. In this version.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Back on the shore, the Grand Councilman arrives on Earth, preparing to take Stitch into custody and is forced to retire Gantu for putting Lilo in danger and blames Jumba for the mess. Before Stitch goes into the spaceship, he tells the Councilwoman of how he found his broken family and how much it means to him. Lilo then insists that because Stitch is her pet under local law, taking him away would be tantamount to stealing. The Grand Councilwoman is so impressed with Stitch's newfound civility and empathy that she goes against the prior decision of the Federation decrees that Stitch will live in peaceful exile on Earth. He will be entrusted to the care of Lilo, and Nani, and the councilman asks Cobra, who is revealed to be a former CIA agent that she previously met in nineteen seventy-three to watch over them. Lilo, Nani, and their newfound friends rebuild the house and Jumba and Pleakley become members of Nani, Lilo, and Stitch's family, and they all build a new life together. Until all the other experiments go haywire in the yeah, series.
1: In the series, yeah.
0: <laughs> so your first probably extremely
1: long like. Okay so me it's the story mm-hmm. it's the story of this movie it, it's so heartwarming so gut-wrenching the The fact that it's it's kind of an allegory to uh, the ugly duckling the ugly, ugly yeah. he duckling he, he has no family like his family rejects him and he doesn't know where he belongs and he, he finally finds his own home and that allegory fi- fits perfectly with Stitch you know Stitch is the uh, experiment that everyone rejects because he's he's strange bizarre, and he's He's fuzzy, you know, uh, cute and fluffy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but no one knows that yet. So, you know, he, you know, he escapes, lands on Earth thinking, oh, I'm going to wreak havoc, but he winds up on an island. Mm -hmm. And I just, the, the fact that he found, he's found by Lilo, who is a little girl who has lost his, lost their parents, lost their parents and is living with the sister that whole family, um, the whole movie is about Ohana, which mm-hmm. is, means family. Or, uh, Stitches, Ohana means family. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I could which do means, that much, much better. Which means nobody gets left behind right. or forgotten. forgotten. Yeah. Which, I, I love that. I I, I, be, I I felt a little tear when I first watched this. It was so good, just watching it in theaters. Um, just be like, the fact, be like, um... Uh, Stitch and Lilo get the family they want. Mm-hmm. be like the, the fact that Stitch was Experiment 626 that had no purpose except to destroy. Yes. Everybody wanted to get rid of him. He was just that he was a mistake. No one wanted him. And he found his family. He found his family. He found where he belonged or mm-hmm. he felt like he belonged. And uh, I really, I don't know much about the series because I've never watched it. But uh, that would be interesting where they go because they apparently they explore all the other experiments, mm-hmm. which get funnier and funnier and funnier. But um, the the idea of uh, Ohana means family. and this is like the the core of this story. and just the, yeah, that's my number one is Ohana.
0: Alrighty. My number one is the fact that this is not your typical Disney movie.
1: No, it's not.
0: <laughs> Up until this point, your typical animated Disney movie was usually a Disney princess film, right? For most part, or it was an adaptation of a classic work of literature,
1: okay, which most Disney princess movies were too. Well, before you go on to that, the the fact that be like you had a Disney princess film was up till the nineteen fifties, and they stopped until the ni- like, late 80s, and they started on into the 90s.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I'm mostly just going over everything prior to 2002. Okay. Good. So, yeah. Every animated Disney feature up until this point has either been a work of literature, in a yes. lot of cases, princess films, Yeah, but also we had stuff based off of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, uh, The Lion King, which was actually based off Hamlet mm-hmm. and may have had some ideas taken from a certain anime in Japan that has way too many similarities for it not to at least been an inspiration. Maybe just a touch. Uh, <laughs> also you had uh, pretty much, they based everything. It seems like for a long time on works of literature. Yeah. They really did not tell an original story with the exception of uh, Fantasia. Yeah, which, admittedly, is was an experiment in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want to know more about that, go listen to that extremely long episode. But uh, this is entirely different. Is hinted at by its four amazing teaser trailers. Oh yes, in which Stitch ruins every all four Disney movies that he. Cameos in, yeah, for those teaser trailers. Um, my favorite is Aladdin, where he steals <laughs> Jasmine. He steals Jasmine. It's like, okay, yeah, that works.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like you're in the wrong movie. Which I'll be mean, like, they're all great. The, yes, the the Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, where he tears down the chandelier. Yes. Get your own movie. And when he. Replaces
0: Simba on Pride Rock. Oh yes, I love that. They were like, "Huh? What?" Yeah, that was even so though good. Timon and Pumbaa, they show in that scene, which yeah, if it's they, the beginning of the movie, that only works if it's actually Lion King One and a Half.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they're taking that example. I don't think Lion King app was even. It was not, at, it was no, not yet. yet. It was not made yet. It Wasn't made yet. It's
0: not even a glimmer in uh, the the Disney Toon Eyes. Hmm. Um. But uh. That 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 concept, like this, is not going to be your typical Disney movie. No, and admittedly, Disney was trying to get away from perhaps a stereotype yep. that they had been laboring under for a yep. long time about being four kids. They're trying to get a little bit of that. Uh, I, I would say DreamWorks audience. Well, yeah, Shrek would have been out by this time.
1: Yeah, Shrek would have been out Sh- around that same time. And I
0: think this is—they were probably trying to get a little bit of that kind of audience with this. Yeah, but still being Disney mm-hmm. in a strange sort of way. Um, it's just a nice breath of fresh air where the, it feels like the they were allowed to flex their storytelling muscles. Mm-hmm make a fun original movie without being laden to any sort of previous work. Essentially the only person who uh, can claim ownership besides Disney is Chris Sanders himself mm-hmm. because he did create the concept of this movie. He did. Uh, but it's still such a good, fun classic. I movie. Mean, it's not your typical Disney fare. No, it's, it's a little bit on that kind of rude side, like you would get with Shrek, but it's never dirty like Shrek.
1: Does. No, like uh, S- Stitch is very much your, like almost, um, not antagonist, but mm-hmm. uh, there. That's the thing is almost an anti. There is in a way. not really an antagonist
0: in this film, in a, in a way. The, and you could claim Jumba and Pleakley. Yeah, you could claim Captain Gantu. Yeah, which of these gone to is probably the closest I would actually call to a villain yeah since I believe he goes on to be a villain in the show
1: yeah but well he really didn't like stitch at all anyway
0: right but for the most part everyone here is just kind of doing their job yeah except for the mad scientist who created an experiment that he shouldn't have created which led to our fa- our character yeah and even he's not evil he's just a mad crazy. scientist he's crazy mm-hmm. yes did try to kill a little girl with a Swiss Army knife that they changed into yes, something strange. But anyway... Well, that,
1: that's that's scissors for you.
0: <laughs> well, admittedly, had 9-11 not happened, yeah, even that scene probably would have stayed in there. Probably. Anyway. Yeah, we'll we we get to get that to in a bit. We'll get to that in um, a bit. But at the same time, I enjoy this movie... The fact that this isn't your typical is just such a a breath of fresh air. Right. Uh, And we'll get more of these non-typical, what I I call a non-typical Disney movie going forward. Because it seems like, start with between this and Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. uh, It seems like at this point, it's like Disney realized we don't have to be squeaky clean. Yeah. As long as we stay kind of, sort of clean. Right. So, I think... Wasn't this PG? Yeah, it's PG. Yeah, this is one of their first PG. Because even yeah, uh, Pocahontas, it, it, even Hunchback of Notre Dame, I believe is G. Yeah. Which, if you know the story that's based on, that's an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Especially with some of the scenes in that. which mm. We will have to do that eventually. Yeah. But anyway.
1: So, yeah. That's my number one. What's your number two? My number two would actually be the background. The backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me let me first start off with the fact that, we like uh, Chris Sanders, who you know, one came up with the idea. One, his art is his is uh, paramount in the the character design, everything. Because if you go and look at his art, it's exactly this, exactly this, and so that's why it was based off his art design. And he's the one who came up with Lilo and Stitch. And uh, two, one he does, hes the best voice. He's but, like he voices one of the best characters ever, which is was mm-hmm. just Stitch. But uh, either way, either way, with that backgrounds, backgrounds on this movie are done in watercolor, which mm-hmm. is something has not been done in decades when it comes to Disney.
0: The Last one Disney did was Dumbo. Now technically i believe a lot of this was still done digitally it's just done in a watercolor style
1: yeah it's done in a watercolor style and i just i really enjoy that because watercolor if you know what you're doing is really really well i feel like it's amazing to work with Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fun um and yeah just the backgrounds are so it's they're gonna like you said they only they done that only in dumbo and um but oh my gosh, I love these. I love the backgrounds. I love the character designs, um, because all the characters they're they're not built like you would have like Jasmine or Ariel or be like they're all more round. Like everybody's got mm-hmm. more of like a round curve to them, kind of like more like a, a Marilyn Monroe in a mm-hmm. way, uh, kind of like how Nani's Nani's built. Be like she's very curvy about everything. Kinda, uh, what my sister-in-law would describe herself would be like, she's very curvy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought it was a very interesting approach. And, uh, it's really grown, grown on me. Cause when, when I first watched it, I was like, this is weird. But the more I've become more understanding of art, mm-hmm. be like, it's, it's like, wow. Okay. That's something you never see. All right. You, you don't, you don't see a round character be like, if, if they're all, like either they're they're superhero built or mm-hmm. they're just like supermodels. Yeah, where they look like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just the the approach, the aesthetic of the backgrounds and characters are just like phenomenal. All right. Turn number
0: three, two actually. Two. My number two is all of the space scenes. Yes, and everything dealing with the sci-fi half yeah. of this movie. I have been a sci-fi nerd for years, mm-hmm. having grown up on Star Trek, yeah. and more recently I've started to gather an appreciation for your more Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers style science fiction, which yeah. Good Night is this more heavily based on. Uh, I mean, you it, it is they are pulling from like every single. Uh, Science fiction thing you can pull from for a lot of this stuff. I think the only thing we're missing is lightsabers, if we're being honest. Mm. But uh, you got the the, sci- the 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 cheesy looking blasters, of which that look like they could be children's toys in many ways. they'll turned
1: into children's toys.
0: Oh yeah, you've got uh, giant rocket ships spaceships that look like toys
1: flying toys essentially yeah or one who essentially looks like a kind of a warp 747 get to that we'll get to that um
0: there's a good reason for that yeah there's like a good that. reason for that <laughs> but um well i don't know yeah anyway um yeah <laughs> I enjoy the cheesy sci-fi-ness of this. They could have easily tried to mimic a Star Trek or a Star Wars with the designs. Mm -hmm. They go full bore with this Flash Gordon-esque style science fiction setup. The aliens, while they're not... not I wouldn't call them humanoid. Yeah. Even though they're very human-esque. They all kind of have... A, uh, like you can kind of tell, in, in a way you can kind of maybe see them almost, you can easily see them being portrayed as say a puppet or a guy in a suit. Yeah, they kind of are a little muppety, in the way they're designed. Ag- agreed. agreed. With, with the exception of the grand councilwoman. Yeah. Uh, she's set up differently, but yeah. I mean you could easily see these on. It's like. Puppets in, like, a in the background of a alien shot, kind of a thing. They're not humans. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in no way would you call any of these humans. They're all alien, but they look like how a human. I hate to say how a human would design an alien because, let's face it, a human designed these aliens, right? But I mean, it, it looks like how a live action artist mm-hmm. would have designed it with the idea of like this has got to be something we can actually do. It's not just crazy alien designs mm-hmm. like you can see sometimes in well i could say in monsters incorporated that's kind of a stuff that you really can't do with a with a human suit in a lot of cases no but this you can this looks like it was designed for the the like the concept designs were designed to make a, a suit out of or a yeah. puppet out of even though they Chris animated so it looks better in my opinion right but it just it's just so it's so good yeah, it's 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 leaning into that cheesy '70s aesthetic. I Agreed. say '70s. It's that uh, you know the B movie style aliens. It does it far better. Alien with the design of these aliens than uh, Monsters versus Aliens. Oh, did. absolutely, because that was just goofy. These look like these are a lot better looking aliens. Yeah, uh, and they thankfully did not use the same race. Over and over again. Right. Peekly is different from Jumba, which is different from the Grand Councilwoman, which is different from Jinta. Yeah. Uh, and every character you see in the background, anytime they have all these other aliens, they're all individually designed. There's not a generic alien yeah. design that they depend on. Every single alien is designed. All the spa- environments in the spaceships are very highly 70s areas. Even to the fact that all the corridors are giant for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Captain Gontu to walk through because right. he's ten feet tall. I don't know, twenty feet tall really. And uh, plus to
1: make Stitch a a little smaller than he than like than normal. Yeah.
0: Plus then you've got his police red police cruiser he's uh, stitch steals, which <laughs> yes. looks cool. Yes, I love that thing. And uh I'm kinda leaving the seven forty seven ship out. Yeah. For obvious reasons, because admittedly it was designed that way to mimic the 747 they had already animated. Yeah, and it kinda works, it kinda doesn't. But we'll get to that we'll, in a minute. We'll get that. Um, so yeah, that's my number two. What's your
1: number three? My number three. You you kind of alluded just a second ago the uh, Captain Gantu finally cap you know finally capture Stitch. The uh, that entire scene I love to death. Mm-hmm. And uh, We'll, we'll we'll get into the background of that story why it was changed. But um I, I posted about it earlier today and you know Yeah. Like and we, you we, can
0: go watch these on Disney Plus too. It's in yeah. the extra section.
1: Yeah, so go watch that. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Captain n catches Stitch and mistakenly catches uh Lilo himself. Stitch escapes, of course. And so what does like be like be like the the fact to be like Lilo be like Stitch be like has to you know f- find a way to get uh, Lilo back and uh, he, he convinces everybody to do it yes because he's Stitch yeah. <laughs> he's very he's persuasive yeah very persuasive um, which I like that, that was a good impression very good impression wait thank you <laughs> Um, but just the, the like the entire run up to using Gantu's ship mm. using Gantu's ship to the the truck scene i love the yes. truck scene where be like when we first he lands on earth he gets run over by three trucks mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he uses a fuel truck goes to a volcano a active volcano area has our gone but gone chasing him He's yeah gone to yeah, gone to follows him be like uh, Stitch detonates the truck. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, really went there? And makes a himself Disney a film. fire rocket.
0: A Disney film where we light entire uh, fuel,
1: t- fuel trucks explode. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, they went there. That was so cool. Be like, using propulsion, rockets there, knocks Gatsu out, rescues Lilo, and just be like, I love that scene. It's so well done. And the fact that the very end of um the the high the high council woman be like comes and be like you know does this and be like Lilo's and be like well you're sealing him because he's officially my pet mm-hmm. and I just I love that I love it, like how that movie ends it's so well done so well crafted they don't make any they don't they do any trip corn trick corners or anything to like a, you know some some like some movies do I think there's a little bit of
0: bureaucracy but I think it's to the it's it works to the movie's advantage it does it does
1: but be I mean, like I love the the whole ending of that movie hmm and um, yeah that's my number three okay
0: my number three is stitch mm-hmm stitch himself might be one of the craziest characters in that Disney has ever put to film.
1: You're probably right.
0: I am including in that estimation, Abu. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everybody in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Uh. And there's a couple other characters I could probably could think about, but Stitch is the only one of these where he's. It's not just played for laughs. No, it's not. It is... There's a lot of stuff that's played for laughs with Stitch, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But they do a lot to endear you to this character who, in his introductory scene, you are told is uh, a troublemaker, Mm -hmm. a uh, technically illegal, should not have been created... He's designed to be destructive. His entire purpose, for his instincts would take him to, on on any planet he was on, take him to the biggest city Mm. and wreak havoc. That is who he is instinctually. Yeah. And in many ways, he kind of is that character until he meets Lilo. Yeah. And even with Lilo, he's kind of takes him a while to kind of start to open up yeah i would say around the time he sees the picture Mm -hmm. of her family of of her parents yeah that's around the time where he start and and the uh, picture book with the ugly duckling yes that's when they start going okay yeah this character who is just kind of a nuisance Mm -hmm. and built for destruction built for destruction You're going to love him by the end of this movie. You're going to feel sorry for him Mm -hmm. to the point where, keep in mind, in the beginning of the movie, when the Grand Councilwoman says, uh, Experiment 626, if you can understand what's being said, if you can show any amount of civility, please do so now. And he says what apparently in that alien tongue Mm -hmm. is um, something very rude, Mm -hmm. let's say. Yeah. And that's, and by the end of the movie, it turns around where he says, where he surprises the Grand Council oh, by yeah. saying, is Stitch going li- to, am I going to have to leave? And she says, well, yes, is, can I say goodbye first? Yeah. And she says, yes. And she, and he goes and, you know, hugs Lilo and all and this And stuff. he uses and a she great says, little speech. He gives this great little speech. And it's the most we've seen him say in a coherent, in co. And co- it's the f- longest most coherent sentence we hear him say the entire movie yeah and it's what turns everything around because oh, yeah. stitch has learned he's grown above his programming yeah he's he's developed he so he has well. developed he's it, it may have been his programming to be this wild and crazy mm-hmm. destructive force of nature mini godzilla <laughs> pretty much but he's able to. He had the ability to grow past that. Mm-hmm. To uh, when his insti- when his natural instincts are thwarted by being on an island that has no major cities mm-hmm. on it, uh, he was he was able to expand in an area he was not normally able to. Yeah, and he became a better creature for that. And so I appreciate the fact that we told a story essentially about Frankenstein's monster
1: pretty much that's that's a good enough in fact
0: a better analogy would be in the movie young frankenstein i don't know if you've watched it i haven't yet. seen it yet but the end of that movie after you know all the crazy antics with you know the monster and all this, they um as the, uh dr F- dr frederick frankenstein uh does one last experiment while the mob is trying to break into mm-hmm. the castle yeah to even out his, some kind of, whatever is causing him to be crazy. Yeah. Be, uh, be animalistic. And by the end of it, he, he is more normal. He's able to talk coherently. And he gives a very similar kind of speech in response to this man who created him, even though it was kind of a flawed, crazy, mad scientist thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into the end of that because this is a clean podcast, but yes, uh, (laughs) anyway, um, the story, it's the fact that we go from, you get the monster to, I would, I hate to say the saint, but the human essentially, Yeah, the human in six legged and a furry suit. Yeah. Don't forget the antennas and the antennas and the little things on his back. Yeah. Little little spines, Mm -hmm. spines. Um, the fact that by the end of this movie, he's probably the most human character in this movie. That is true. Uh, I just appreciate them being able to do that. So, I, yeah.
1: I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, the fact that Stitch is, like, one of the most profound characters of development. You know, like like you said, he started off as the monster the mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, grew into a uh, very, like, always very intelligent, but full of, you know... destruction because he's programming but he overcame his programming and became something more and it's important to note he
0: didn't do this by himself
1: yeah it was all the external things around him and a lot of it was lilo yeah it was a lot of it was
0: lilo and lilo you have to remember is this strange crazy little girl yeah who wears her heart on her sleeve and has a wild and vivid imagination yes but without her he never would have been able to make that leap if, it, exactly. if he had met if he had been adopted by any other person mm-hmm. on that island he would have escaped and found his way onto a plane somewhere and or gone a to boat sam- somewhere would have gone and destroyed a major city somewhere so he would have Lilo pulled- in her craziness provided him a home okay so you're saying- he could that he could work with cuz her home
1: was kind of crazy like he was that's true so you're, you're saying, be like, if Lilo, if Stitch had been adopted by someone else, he would have literally pulled a uh, Godzilla, went from Hawaii to San Francisco from Godzilla two thousand four. He would have found a way to do this. Yes,
0: he would have. He might have had to hide out on a 747 on its way to uh, San Francisco, yes but he would have found a way to do it.
1: Yes, agree with you there.
0: Or he would have just stole Jumba and Pleakley's...
1: Plane, he just went over there.
0: Yeah, space plane.
1: Yeah. But hey, that's when you, you know, the the greatest thing about this movie, it's, it's set on an island. Yeah. set on an island. So he really, be like, yeah, he could go trash Wahoo mm-hmm. or something like that, but well, it, he's kind of stuck. One of my and favorite, he hates water. <laughs> one of my
0: favorite lines is from Lilo, She's after they've gone from one side of the <laughs> oh, island yes. to the other on that tricycle they stole. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, so nice to, it's so nice to live on an island with no major cities. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn.
1: Uh, <laughs> so I love that.
0: Yeah, love it. Anyway, that I think brings us to the end of our likes. I know it's going to be hard for you to come up with some dislikes, but you have to try. Yes.
1: Give us a dislike. All right, so your number one. My number one dislike would be, how did you not know this was not a dog? Well,
0: admittedly, he's a lot of them said he wasn't a dog. He was a, he there's no way that's a dog. Yeah, but they Not were also. Business. I think it's a koala, uh, which is the closest
1: true thing
0: he looks like. Yes, uh,
1: but a blue koala.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like uh. Well, he. I think he was a collie before he got ran over. <laughs> Like he's still alive. <laughs> like yes. he got run over by three trucks. <laughs> All of our dogs are adoptable, <laughs> but not that one.
1: <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, that that was so that was good. Oh my gosh, but the uh the fact that Nani is be like she's she's wary of him. The like it's like how did you not know this was not an ex, ex- Extraterrestrial being be like, Oh, he's a koala to
0: some degree. I can understand that talks to (laughs) some degree. I can understand everybody else singing. This is some strange, weird, exactly mutation that is essentially dog. The exception being our CIA agent turned child protective services agent, Cobra Cobra Bubbles. Cobra Bubbles, we will learn by the end of this movie, was instrumental in saving the planet because he convinced the aliens that mosquitoes were were a endangered uh, endangered species. species. He is the only human Mm -hmm. in this entire movie that prior to the events of the movie had dealings with aliens. Yes. And he does not recognize that Stitch is not a dog? Yeah. It's like, now, he's a strange dog. In some ways, I think maybe he knew and was trying to get Stitch to uh, to get more civil because he knew. You get the feeling as hard as he is on Nani and Lilo. Yeah that he really does not want to break the family Yeah, yeah he, he obviously he doesn't. He's trying his best, but yeah. he has to do his job. Yeah. But, and maybe he thought maybe Stitch could help with that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, he ought to be able to know the telltale signs of alien biology. Yeah. Even if Stitch is a genetic experiment, he is still based on somewhat alien DNA. Mm-hmm. So he ought to at least be able to tell, oh, that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know the they don't say any of the alien species names in this. No. So he ought to be like, oh that's that's obviously extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. We ought to lock that up in Area fifty one.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But he doesn't do that.
1: No. Anyway, sorry. I didn't on yours. It, either way, it's just the Like, yeah, people, you know, you know They throw the hypothesis like, well, he got ran over too much or maybe he, you know, was dipped in glue or whatever. But it's like, even Lilo doesn't quite realize he's an alien. It's like, until he kind of reveals that he's an alien, pops his arms out. It's like, it's like, okay, people. I, I realize be like, be like, yeah, he's a cool, destructive, little blue dog, but dogs aren't blue. Except when you're the that there, there Nickelodeon blue, dog. Well, there
0: are a type of dog called a blue healer. Yeah, blue healer. That does have kind of a dark bluish yeah spots maybe they were thinking it just had more of that kind of fur
1: that who knows
0: and he does have a dog nose his mouth is dog like
1: he's, he's got big he's ears got the big
0: ears maybe he's, they just thought admittedly how is a corgi that's what he is how many he's a blue corgi how many dog breeds are, are there out there <laughs> that if you were to first look at them without any clue you yeah. you wouldn't think that's a dog Mm. You've got everything from the Chihuahua Ow. to giant Saint Bernards Gross. in terms of the essentially the scale. Yeah, of any kind of way you can think of it. Right. Stitch would easily fit on that scale. That, you that, have to
1: admit. I, I I would agree with you because in in a lot of ways. Dogs of all shapes and sizes. That, that is true. And the
0: Primary reason we know he's not just some weird dog.
1: Yeah, because we saw where he came <laughs> from. from. That is true. That is true. But it's it's so more. It's from my perspective, it's more the observation. But I'll, I I I the fact
0: that he talks and was far yeah. far more intelligent than any other yeah.
1: dog on the planet should
0: have been giveaways.
1: Yeah, kind of a big. Giveaway,
0: but you well, it's
1: know. well, it's it's kind of like a uh, like a YouTube video I watched. It's it's a uh, uh, Misa the Puma. He's you an ac- and
0: that cat,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's more the the fact be like they they train this Puma to be like a dog, yeah, and so he would go to like dog training lessons, and like all the other dogs are like, oh, you're just kind of like a big dog, <laughs> and so it just kind of reminded me of that, and plus. You know, be like, like people who have exotic pecs, pets are just cool as long as they don't eat you. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Either way. What is your number one? My number
0: one dislike. My number one dislike for this movie is strangely enough. Actually, no. I'll get right down to it. It is the part where she's going over these three different things that Elvis Presley did Mm -hmm. that made him...
1: Oh, yeah, made him famous. Famous,
0: and that this is something that Stitch needs to do to be more civil. Yeah. And there's a number of things that go into this. (laughs) Uh, Admittedly, the entire sequence is played for laughs.
1: Yeah. Granted. Yes.
0: If... She could have found a way for David to babysit. She would have had a job. Probably at the first place. Probably. And everything would have been fine but because she had to bring Lilo and Lilo's gonna do her own thing and get Stitch involved with it. Mm-hmm. Everything goes haywire and that's... Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the the laughter in the in that sequence. Yeah. But at the same time it's like and the middle you you have to give some kind of tension throughout the movie are they going to get broke is the family going to get broken right. up i understand that but i have to think of the intelligence of the characters mm-hmm. she should have found a way to get a babysitter even if that babysitter the only babysitter she could get was david is I think David's the only person besides Nani who can actually put up Lilo. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> or at much least play, play on her level. Yeah. Cause that's the biggest thing is it's her level. Yeah. Um, the fact that in the third part of that, when he's on the beach dressed as Elvis and, uh, everyone's crowding him and they're doing this whole thing. Once again, that I'm reminded of a scene from young Frankenstein The fact that they. they, You see this weird blue dog. Yeah. Dressed as Elvis, playing an instrument. (laughs) I'm saving the instrument problem for a little bit. Go for it. Um, But saving the. uh, Playing this instrument, admittedly, playing to. Lip-syncing very well to the song, mind you and standing upright and standing upright And yeah that would have gotten the attention and curiosity but the whole let's get in close and get in his face and all this other stuff it's like no no, you don't do that. It's a strange creature. you do not get up on it as a mob you get away and look and maybe enjoy the little concert thing he's given but you don't get up on him. You don't know what he that what diseases that thing has? Yeah. You don't know what the thing is. He was the assumption is a dog, but that's the assumption our group says. You never hear what anybody else on the island thinks mm-hmm. he is. Right. And last but most certainly not least. That is not a guitar. Mhm. Bridge it. <laughs> that very obviously, is a ukulele. Specifically, that is a soprano ukulele, which is, while not, while, was, not, is not native to Hawaii, gained its prominence in Hawaii, Hawaiian culture, and Lilo should know this. Because Lilo knows lots of things. She's yeah. a very intelligent young lady. She ought to know that ain't a guitar. It's a stinking ukulele. It is a staple of Hawaiian culture. Or modern Hawaiian culture. Yeah. If nothing else, it's a staple of... Of the 50s forward Hawaii. Yeah. It is... I mean, let's face it. You go and buy a ukulele... It has a Hawaiian name on it. Yeah. Um. She should know this and it should not be a surprise. She should not be calling it a guitar. Not technically it is of the guitar family. Yes. But I only know that because I looked it up. <laughs> it's a ukulele. It is not a guitar. And while I can understand the plebs in the audience. Yeah. Not knowing this, mm-hmm. Lilo should, and if they had somebody from Hawaii working as a cultural consultant, which I assume they would have mm-hmm. so they can get everything else right in this movie, right? they should have caught that that was not a guitar, that's a ukulele. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's <laughs> maybe they could not get that little girl who was playing Lilo to say ukulele. That's my best guess. But, at the same time, it's like, that's a ukulele. It's so painfully obvious a ukulele. Why'd you call it a guitar? At the same time, why do you know where to put your hands on the strings? To tell Stitch how to do it. Despite the fact, Stitch picks it up and is immediately able to play it. Well, he's an alien. I can let that go. But, and also, I don't care how strong you play a ukulele, it's not going to break windows open. Anyway. (laughs) Well, if you... Okay, it April is fire not to it. amplified in that scene at the coffee shop. I know. I don't care how yeah. much of Stitch's alien physiology was messing with it.
1: Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's well, my number yeah. one. Well, this coming from the guy who does He's the learning uh, to play the ukulele. Yep. Uh, my number two. My number two. This one's. It's not really a nitpick against the film. It's what the the people had to do with the film. Because when this movie I came... I know what you're bringing up. Yep. This I mean, like, this is one of those films that had just the worst timing. The worst timing when it came to being, being in production. Yeah. There again, if you watch the two-hour documentary, it, you get into this much more detailed. So, when... Uh, um yeah not Gant hold on Gantu. yeah Gontu Gontu yeah Gantu.
0: Gontu is the one is the captain who steals who kidnaps Lilo near the end of the movie thinking he's also got Stitch yeah exactly and they're all chasing him
1: trying to get Lilo back exactly and so you have the point where like like I said before Stitch gets the group together they gotta go save Lilo and in the movie the theatrical version they get on what's his name? uh uh, uh, J- uh jumbo yeah jumbo ship well originally during production they made it a 747 jumbo jet <laughs> yeah so you would think being in you know you know during production not a problem except it being September 11 2001 when this happened well when, I when mean, they, they
0: were in like the final they weren't they weren't in the final stages of production because they were still almost Ten months until it was released.
1: Yeah, it was ten months.
0: But they they were far enough along that, for the most part, the scenes with the seven forty seven were finished.
1: Yeah, for the most part, they were fully completed. And uh, and so like you, if you if you uh, you follow the um, the Facebook page, I posted the the scene which we're referring to is called the seven forty seven page uh scene, where instead of its Jumba ship. They literally hijack a seven forty seven, and go after Captain Gantu. (laughs) And
0: gee, I wonder. Oh, and it's not just that they fly through the city. They
1: fly through the city where all the bank around the bank around
0: this thing, and have a giant crash in the middle of town. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why this
1: didn't work after (laughs) September eleventh. Well, the the funny thing was like when. When September 11th happened, uh, which I was a senior in high school when that happened, I was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, it wasn't the higher ups. It wasn't the higher ups who said you've got to change it. No, it was it was the I'm staff. It was I'm the staff sure themselves. when they,
0: when they when they saw the towers fell and yeah. knew what happened, I was like we cannot have that scene in this movie. We need yeah. to change it. Now, admittedly, I'm amazed at how well they were able to change it. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, there's enough vestiges of what the scenes were beforehand that it makes you go, That's not what this originally looked like. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, you, you could the, tell. The was... biggest one is Pleakley in the cabin of the uh, of the ship. On what is supposed to be, mind you... A spaceship spaceship for two people yeah, that are permanent plus a cargo area has thousands of seats in it. Mm -hmm, Hundreds of seats. Seats for a 747 jumbo jet. And plus when Stitch jumps out, the door he goes out, A, is written in English, (laughs) but it's the emergency door. And it's not written in an alien substitution of it. No, it is like, oh, you know what it is when you see it because it's that familiar. Oh yeah. It's not an they did not alienify that door at all. Oh yeah. It's literally everything around it is alienified. Oh yeah. But the door itself, it's like, well, nope Stitch actually touched this. We can't change it. We have to leave the door as it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. It, so it's it's like, it's something uh, of, the, of the scene, so you can't change right. it. Right. So, yeah, they that and it, it was it was said they had to change but obviously they had to and uh, it it literally came down to the crew saying, "Be like, we can't do this." Right. Even though it'd be like, "Bro, it's because they put so much time into it." Mm-hmm. Like you you watch the animation; it's some of it's complete, some of it's not. Yeah. But it's so well
0: done. And if you're watching it, you can say, "Okay, these are the scenes they modified." Mm-hmm. Even though the an, and, and they only really modified the backgrounds. Oh yeah. Any and the outside of the space outside of the ship. Mm-hmm. All the animation is what they did before oh yeah you can tell that by looking at it i think it's just why the door is the way it is because they right. would have had to have been it could not have, they could not have used the background for the, that door since it's got to work
1: mm-hmm. um oh the, the even look the funnier part of it is but, is when 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 uh stitch goes to release that door be like it's exactly the design like one of those breach doors yeah because it had exactly. to be. It had to it be. Had they could to be in the they original scene. They couldn't they they it. change it. <laughs> it. Which it's, I always thought was weird when I watched it, I was like, that looks like a an, an airplane door. And it's because it is. <laughs> it's an
0: airplane door because <laughs> they couldn't change it. But the but my favorite part of that we, we have not talked about the poor, poor guy on the beach who's just trying to eat his ice cream cone <laughs> that never gets a chance to. In both versions. <laughs> Right. Well, no. In the yeah, it's a running gag. Oh yeah. That no matter which way you look at that version was the third time. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's the most. You're just not gonna get your ice cream guy. No. And but now it makes me want to go have ice cream. Yes. In his in his uh in his memory.
1: In his memory. In his memory.
0: <laughs> but the fact that in both cases, if he would have just dropped the ice cream cone a little bit about three inches he could have still had his ice cream because it just the wingtip just barely destroys it
1: <laughs> well, well technically there's the animation error because like in either either scene either the version the 747 or the our uh, the 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 uh the spaceship mm-hmm. be like it literally goes right through his hand yeah like because it, that's the only way you could do that. Yeah, it literally clips right through his hand. But and the all same you time, see is asking probably, but at the same time ta-
0: same time most people aren't going to notice that. No,
1: unless you're animation nerds like us. <laughs> yes.
0: And it's, it's and looked at and, and already on edge cuz you're like, "Wait a minute, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this scene yeah. because obviously they had to change a lot." Yeah, a little bit. And nearly the last minute. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's yeah. It's a shame they had to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I do have to bring up maybe the thought of why did you do that in the first place? Because it sounded fun. I know, but at the same time, um, there is a part of me that goes, maybe even if you hadn't had to bring September 11th into the equation, right? Why are you just? Dest- why are you having these giant jet? destroy this whole little town, especially since they're on the uh, island of Kauai. Mm-hmm. Kauai. My understanding, bear in mind, I've never been to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But Honolulu International Airport, which is probably the only airport in which a 747 jumbo jet can land on You're correct. Is nowhere near this island! <laughs> of course, also I have to admit the, volca- the active volcano is nowhere near this island either Because yeah. it's on it's on the big islands yeah and the rest uh, of Wahoo. the and the rest of the islands volcanoes are dormant are mm-hmm. mostly dormant are we think they're dormant <laughs> they're mostly dormant because the hot spot that creates those is mm. actually now uh south east of the big island okay or at least it's moving that way because the plate is moving Japan Wise, okay. Going towards Japan, hmm. and if you, I was in geology in college, <laughs> and this is one of the most. In, and the idea that the Hawaiian Islands are still technically going is interesting to me. But there hmm. is actually, the the volcano that's currently forming the Big Island is actually leaving the hot spot right now, hmm. and there's another volcano that's has not breached the water yet. Hmm. That is on its way up. Hmm. Now, when it comes up, it's going to connect to the Big Island and make it bigger because yeah. of just how big the Big Island is. Yeah, and it's just not move the the crust did not move that far. Right, but uh, this,
1: still, you know what I mean. Sorry, you got me off
0: on a geology no, 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 standpoint. No, no, you're,
1: you're good. I'd be like, I was I was thinking about my my uh, number three, but yeah, that's that's my number three. Number two, the uh. I, I, I will say my number two. Just kind of jump in is hmm. the fact that. Nothing is where, it, where it's supposed to be in Hawaii. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know where the island of Kauai is. It's technically Kauai is like one of the smaller, smaller right. islands.
0: Right. So it's one of the ones that's on the other side of the whole friggin' state. Yeah. But they're on this, on this island of Kauai in the movie. Mm-hmm. You've got a big enough city that can be destroyed by a 747 have, doing weird things right there in the middle of town. Or a space
1: station. Spaceship. Or a
0: spaceship out in the country. Yeah. It's a big uh, enough that's island. That's right. It is in the it's country. A, it's a big enough island for there to be a giant city and a lot of country. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's big enough to have another uh, airport. Yeah. Big enough to handle a 747 jumbo jet, which only the big island is my understanding is the only other island that can pull that off right it's the only one and the big island is the only one that's got any active volcanoism on it That is true It's like they sub they made they just made we're in Hawaii and we're not going to make we're not gonna do anything we're gonna we're gonna do all the Hawaiianisms even if none of that would actually work on this little bitty island way over here
1: yeah <laughs> that is true.
0: It's like when they come to Texas and they show us all wearing uh, riding horses. That is true. And living on ranches. Mm-hmm. That's annoying.
1: That is very annoying. Yeah. It's the stereotype. Yeah. But very, anyway. Yeah. Very much for that same point. I went to Utah for a mission trip and uh, talking with like some youth that were there. They're like, so do y'all guys wear cowboy hats or do you well, guys? Some wear... of us do. Some of us do. do you, some do of you us ride... don't look good in them,
0: so we don't do it.
1: That is true. Uh, do, you, do you ride horses everywhere? Because that's what I know. I've ridden
0: a horse one time.
1: Yeah. I did too, and it was a very worn out mare.
0: No, no, this was a, this was a nice horse that I was on, and uh, I kind of did the uh, the little, you know, the little thing to get him to go. Yeah, I did it too many times. Oh, and it just went vroom! <laughs> uh, I'm going whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> anyway, but
1: either way, so. Did you do your number? I did my number two. Your number two. We're on right. your number three. All right, so my number three is kind of like the, the same line of um, Gantu's ship, or the 747. Um, that and now, would be uh, Jumba ship. Jumba ship, sorry. Uh, when uh, The space plane. The space plane. That's what it is. The, the space modified plane. <laughs> um, so if you know anything about aviation, there uh i've learned a little bit of understanding like um for some reason i got into this kick of uh under like uh plane disasters and how they happen and that that whole um do you watch the show air disasters
0: yes okay this one america yeah because that's a great show it is a good show so there is uh even though almost all the acting is a guy standing in front of a whiteboard going We've got to figure out where that last, bo- where the black box is. Pretty like, much, and they're acting extremely dramatic. It's like,
1: you—they didn't talk like that when they were looking at this. I guarantee it. <laughs> but it's the 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 one little thing that kind of bugged me in this last viewing was. Okay, so when they're banking, well, one planes can't bank like that. But like you're not, not that slow. Not that slow. Be like, uh, so when... uh, It
0: works when you're talking about space planes. Yes. Because those are obviously going to work under a different set
1: of physics. That is true. But when Stitch breaks off that one lever, I'm like, wait a minute. What lever was that? (laughs) Because if you go back to the original, he broke the Averons. (laughs) Which means... Yeah. Literally, you can't change the... Pitch the plane. And once again, here's, 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 a, a,
0: here's the thing. I actually do like the idea of using a, a, spa, a Jumba and Bleakley spaceship. Yes, I enjoy that. That makes a lot of sense. It logically. does. And honestly, it makes more sense than going
1: and stealing a 747. That is true. However. <laughs> so, and the, the, the other one we, we mentioned earlier of uh uh Stitch blowing open the door. Yeah, I was like, "Uh, that's gonna rip that plane apart." Doesn't matter what kind of—it's a space station or not, like a spaceship or not. Because you if you don't if you, know
0: what kind of heavy space metal, heavy-duty space metal that thing's are made from,
1: that is true. But the only problem is, you of course, th- we know
0: the door is made out of standard police aluminum, uh, yeah. uh, plain aluminum, because yeah. they couldn't change—they couldn't change anything.
1: <laughs> All they could do is make it red. Yeah, and <laughs> they, they didn't even do that. No, they didn't. <laughs> The fact the movie does not follow physics. The the fact that when uh, Stitch uh, blows the blows the airlock mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense, or the yeah, the he, the plane door blows off. <laughs>
0: Stitch blows the airlock. Stitch is the only one who gets blown out. Yeah, and no decompression happens.
1: No decompression. Now, the plane granite, does not
0: tear apart. Granite. The space plane is not that high up in the air, so maybe it has not.
1: It's above, it's above the clouds. Okay, it's above the clouds. never mind. I don't it's know. It's over 40,000 feet.
0: It's a space plane. Obviously, yeah. after Stitch got blew out, a force field went up. Space <laughs> <laughs> so plane. Space plane. Okay. Now, let's, when, this, when it was a 747, seven, no. Then you would have Yeah, you would you have would the standoff. You would
1: have my from ba- space, space plane? Logic is out the window. And, uh, well, that is true. So that, that was the. It was like. Wait a minute, you just blew the door open. Be like, shouldn't there be like, be like cabin pressure. People shouldn't be able to breathe. Be like, the plane should be tearing itself apart. At least, have a, com- can, at least have a comedic shot of Pleakley trying not to f- get thrown out of the ship. Or him bouncing around or something yes! like that. Or he he's floating or something like that. That would have been we funny. We're not talking about a five minutes in just like a
0: short one to two, maybe three seconds. Yeah. Let's make fun of Pleakley again because yeah. he's the comedic, of, he's the comedy relief of this yeah. show, and then
1: move on. Yeah, but meh. Yeah, it's it's it is. it's cart, it's uh animation right. science once mm-hmm. once again space
0: space plane we move on space logic there we go space plane anywho my no. third dislike my third dislike is. Uh, we don't actually get to see how stitch escapes. Mm. They take a shortcut. I'm talking about at the beginning of the movie of course. Okay. When stitch is escaping steals the red patrol car, yeah, and then goes to he
1: Had to take the red one.
0: It goes to Earth. They call it they yeah, pronounce earth. it weird because yeah, it's obviously got a an an e in it so it can't be earth. Uh, an a in it so it can't be earth. Um, but All we get to see is he escapes into the ventilation system. Classic sci-fi trope. I I appreciate it. Yes. Escapes in the ventilation system. Gone too stupidly. Fires up into it. It's like, well, gee, I wonder how close you are to space. Let's pull a hole in the ship. And if
1: if you think you can hit hit the alien through the ventilation system, what else can you shoot through? And plus, let's remind me, like stitches. Basically indestructible. Yes. You hit and him with you, a gun, be like, he's gonna like, eh, get up. Right.
0: And then all we get to hear is a couple of noises, and they go, where'd he go? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, he stole one of the patrol cars. And you just see him flying off, and it's like, I want to see him steal the patrol car. I want to see how he hotwired
1: that thing. Well, I think in the lead scenes, they show
0: that. Maybe so. I wish it was there because it's like, I want more stitch being destructive mm-hmm. just to give us more of that. More of the contrast between who, who he is at the beginning of the movie and who he is at the end. That's just me wanting more out of the movie than we got. But anyway, that's my third dislike, which brings us to the end of our talking points. Yes. And we need to get into our rating. Okay.
1: You, my friend, may go first. All right, so I will go with a 9.5. Okay. There again, I love this movie. Now, I did have some a little disagreements about, you know, cabin pressure and be like the fact that they had to change a plane. And uh, they couldn't figure out that Stitch wasn't a dog. <laughs> but all the same, I have so much nostalgia behind this film. And... Being a review, a uh, a critical reviewer of animation, mm-hmm. there there are still going to be those those moments be like that have uh, infused them into your subconscious, to your your uh, your very soul about a certain film. That, like, even if you know there are flaws in the film, mm-hmm. even the minorest of things, be like you're still going to enjoy the movie, and even at a critical review. Uh, I still love this movie. the The fact that it's it's a great analogy of the uh, the Ugly Duckling or the one you use uh, uh, the Frankenstein. Frankenstein, which is a really good analogy. This is a very good meal. I'm not going to say it's perfect because there's no movie that's perfect, um, but it comes really close. It comes really close. We are like, I think this is the first movie that Disney ever did was set in Hawaii. It's so. the
0: first time they did something that was uh
1: Polynesian. I-
0: Polynesian and Pacific Islander. Yeah. Which they wouldn't do again until Moana.
1: Yeah. Which Moana is a really good one. we'll get, we'll get to that when we get to it. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this film. This is one of my, you know, all-time favorite films of all time and I'm giving it a 9.9, 9.5. 9. What about you? Right.
0: I'm giving it a 9. I don't have quite the nostalgia right. that you've got. The fact that and the ukulele thing is a nitpick. Granted. Right. Yeah. It annoys me, but it's a nitpick. I, I would not take points off for them getting this instrument wrong. It's it's a very good, it's a very well made movie. It's not one of my favorites. Okay. Not because it's bad or anything, but because it's just not it's not what I think of. Okay. When I think uh, Disney from the uh, from the nineties, yeah. And really, this is like the end of that nineties run. It's technically it already in the next dark ages, but this is one of those nice golden spots in that in the Disney dark ages from this right. time period. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good, it's a fun movie. It's not one of my favorites, but I enjoy it and I appreciate it, and I especially like. The fact that they do so well with this later on in Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> <laughs> because this is this is actually one of the way this is brought into Kingdom Hearts. Actually, I think is well done. I gotcha. Uh, it's one of my favorite ways they uh, added a Disney feature into and all that. I got Anyway, um, yeah, I'm giving it a nine. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the episode, which mm-hmm. means we need to roll for our next movie. To remind everyone where we now have everything at, with the exception of number four, which is going to be new this week, everything is on two. Mm -hmm. And these things are on spot one on the dice, My Hero Academia, two heroes. Number two, we've got Kingsglaive Final Fantasy XV. Number three, we've got Hercules. Number five, we've got Batman vs. Two-Face. And number six, we've got Spies in Disguise. Jacob, tell us what is replacing Lilo and Stitch as on the number four slot on the dice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Why do you throw them?
0: Because Scooby, you're you're here. Yeah, right around it. Mm-hmm. And you are perfectly capable of telling them what's what we're doing.
1: Oh yeah, Rube.
0: Rube. Rube. So a documentary about the cartoonist Rube Goldberg.
1: Ray. Ruby Roo, Come on!
0: Mm-hmm. Ruby Roo. He will run. Are you perhaps referring to the Avengers of the Hanna Barbera universe? Raby. Raby? Okay. Oh, rabies!
1: <laughs> Ray! Right <don't> away, rabies! <laughs>
0: okay, so yeah, uh number four we do have Scoob. Ray! Yeah, so, let's uh, run everyone train! <laughs> since uh this movie was yours, I get to roll. Yeah, go ahead. If I can get it up here. And I apologize for... I apologize to the people watching this. I don't really have a good way to show you what I'm rolling, so you'll just have to take my word for it. So we got a six. Which gives us... Spies in Disguise.
1: Okay, that's, that's our first completely blind review. Exactly. Interesting. Because neither one of us has seen this movie yet. No. It, it's one of those last movies that uh, 20th Century Fox did before the for the merger for the buyout. They
0: were nearly finished with it, and it's going to be one of the last ones before 20th Century Fox became 20th Century Studios. Yes. So, join us next week for that
1: birdie of adventure i I
0: don't have a good pun
1: (laughs) yeah join join, us
0: join us next week to see a spies in disguise lays an egg (laughs) thanks guys come jacob we must prepare for next week prepare for what drew same thing we do every week jacob record a podcast oh
1: boy so where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can
0: find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at
1: GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, Com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed. If we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us
0: with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook we try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a
1: single L.